Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Yeah, Browns win, baby. I know it might, well, it might not really feel all that good with all the off-field stuff, but damn it, it's a victory Monday, and after 1-31, I will appreciate every single victory. Hang on, Sloopy, bringing us in as the Browns improve to 6-7 and seven to keep their very, very slim playoff hopes alive. Other teams that should have lost did not, and uh, here we are, but the Browns did win. Wasn't pretty, but Matt, who cares? Like I said, after 1-31, I will take every damn win and, and have a Victory Monday show here on the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Andy. And to echo your sentiments, uh, all I've got to say is amen. We don't get enough of these, and we sure have to uh, enjoy them when we can, despite all the nonsense that comes yes. along with them. Yes, Absolutely. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. You can get us on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleur-Jancic. Instagram, too, at AndyMC Sports, at Matt Flow Sports. And, of course, Matt, with a victory, I had the la- I, I, there. There was a little bit more than I thought, but I had my celebratory Cleveland whiskey 87 toast. So the 87 bottle, the original, but at 87 proof, uh, that's my, my Browns victory toast these days. And it was delish even with all the off-field stuff. So make sure you grab your own Cleveland Whiskey at clevelandwhiskey.com. On Twitter, they are at, at Cleve Whiskey, and Instagram at Cleveland Whiskey. Lots of recipes for the holidays. The Christmas bourbon is out, which, because of your changing uh, vacation plans, Matt, I won't get for the holidays. No pressure. It's okay. I still love you. It's okay. Man. I, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I was worried about the off-field stuff, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and if you're outside of Cleveland, you can go to go to the website and see where they distribute. I got to do that and see if there's a Buffalo location, and just do a border run, and zip back. I think that's that's got to be on the agenda. We'll see, but you can check it all out at ClevelandWhiskey.com and go enjoy yourself some. Uh, Matt, before we get to all the off-field nonsense, let's go through the actual game. Um, I'm glad Freddie Kitchens um, remembered that. Oh yeah, you have the leading. Russia in the National Football League, and um, well, you, you got another pretty good back in Kareem Hunt because he forgot about that in the first half, didn't he? Sure enough, did. Uh, they had, uh, I don't remember how many carries Kareem had, but I know Nick Chubb had three carries for seven yards in the first half. <laughs> oh he God. ran for almost 100 yards in just, uh, just two quarters. He ran for 99 yards in the second half. Wow. Along of 57. Just Humbling. And, and that it's so bizarre because it was against the last place run defense with the Bengals. And the thing is, Matt, as we know in the running game, all right, a, a team might stop you a little bit at first, but you have to keep hammering it home, especially when you have a quarterback 
with a banged up hand. It wasn't rat, but some of those passes Baker didn't look quite right on right on in my opinion. Uh, two interceptions. One was BS. That was a fumble by Najoko. I don't know why they counted that as a, an INT. Um, no, it wasn't either. It was a da- it was a completion, and he was down by. Yeah, contact. that's what I thought. What a hose job! Like Matt, that's another thing. We don't get the breaks. We never get the. Is it like the referees? They don't respect us. They don't respect Freddie. It shouldn't be a rule. Should be a rule, but that's life, and we don't get the breaks. You know what, though, we can't really complain about that too much here because the Patriots—they're a pretty good ball club. They have been for a couple of years now, hmm. and they got hosed on two touchdown calls, and I mean, completely evident that they, the one was a touchdown. Uh, to the rookie, the the wide receiver prospect that's really really good. Nikhil Harry. I mean, he was he was never out of bounds, and he made a hell of a play. And they're like, nope, you you stepped out. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, really? Like, I don't get the with NFL these officials. I don't get has it. a serious officiating problem, and they have governed this game so much that sometimes it becomes unwatchable. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I they I don't have get it. to get the the. Head of officiating who should be out on his tail uh, right now and should be out of a job because he's not very good. Should tell these guys let the plays play out and then we can flip them on review. But they have cost so many teams with just unbelievable and unacceptable calls. This is a game played at the highest level, and you have guys who are officiating who probably shouldn't be doing JV high school games. It's not even that much of an exaggeration. Um, but in the end, the Browns did pull it out, 27-19, so we got the win regardless over the Bengals. But, man, man boy, it looked like they wanted to have the Cincinnati hang around. It, like, Joe Mixon, who's done nothing behind that offensive line when Andy Dalton's been under center, went for 146. Like, that defense, I'm sorry. I know they kind of bent but didn't break, and they held to the field goals, which is fine. But, boy, more than ever, I know we talk about Freddie Kitchen so much, but Steve Wilkes, that defense sucks, man. Like, he's got to go. I don't know what. Is, okay, you know what, Miles Garrett? I get it. But the tackling sucks. It seems like the scheme. But, like, it's just I, – I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with uh, the defense. They they were supposed to be a strong unit. They were supposed to improve their tackling and – they still haven't. Their coverage got a little better, but again, Tyler Boyd had a pretty big day, at least a pretty big first half, uh, and he's really their only receiving threat. So, uh, yeah, not really sure what's going on with the defense, and I know, yes, they did get a pick six. Denzel Ward finally oh, got beautiful. to the end zone that was cool. uh, after waiting almost two full seasons. Uh, he, he should have gotten into the end zone because if he didn't, I think he'd be hearing it today. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, other than that big play, when it came time to make plays, they didn't really do it. And, you know, you, got, you have two games now back-to-back here against quarterbacks who can be mistake-prone at times but still throw for a million yards. And mm-hmm. I know this because in fantasy football, I've gotten drilled by both of them. Uh, <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are handfuls at best. And if you can't play solid, sound, technical defense, they're going to carve you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. They will. And Kyler Murray is next on the menu a week from now in Arizona. That's Steve Wilkes going back where he was one and done as a head coach a season ago. Um, you mentioned Denzel Ward. That was a gorgeous pick six. I got to give credit, too. How about 
Sheldrick Redwine, the rookie safety. Like this dude, we talk about, you, you know, complain a lot about players not doing their job. Sheldrick Redwine, in being forced into greater action with the release of Jermaine Whitehead, with injuries, Eric Murray and all that, he has looked really good, I thought, the last two games, Matt. Like, I think I think that's a nice find. What was he, a fifth-round pick by uh, by John Dorsey? That, he's, he's looking sharp. No, he might have been later. Than, no, he was fourth. He was, I think he was their first pick uh, on day three. He was a fourth-rounder. I'm going to look here. Let me see here. It says fourth-round pick. Yeah, you're right. Fourth-round pick, 119th overall. And I never heard of him. And it's like, oh, okay. And no, he's uh, that's some real good depth, and you're going to need it because I don't think uh, Demarius Randall is going to be coming back. Um, Matt, what do you think of Baker? Uh, no touchdowns, two, two, well, I, one and an asterisk behind the interception. Did run in. He was the leading rusher in the first half. I, I like that on two occasions he used his legs because there's been so many plays this season where we don't want a we don't want a quarterback where it's it's someone who's sprinting all over the place and sacrificing their body, but when it's there. Take it, slide, get out of bounds. I like that we saw that out of Baker. Yeah, he did a good job to run when he had to and to not get happy feedback there because sometimes when you have too much success, it becomes easier to just say, hey, I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. more often now. But he didn't do that. He just made the plays that were there to be made, uh, made a really athletic play to get into the end zone. That was impressive what he was able to do. Yeah. So I can't really knock him. I, you can get that kind of production out of him where he's making a couple plays with his feet in addition to his arm. Uh, I, I like your chances to compete and to compete at a high level because then defense has to respect both assets of it or both aspects of his game rather instead of just keying in on one. And the way that it had been trending – uh, it had become easier and easier mm-hmm. for defenses to key on him over the last few weeks. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. Jarvis Landry leading the way, four catches, 76 yards, um, and the Browns, as we said, next up, Arizona Cardinals winners to improve to six and seven over the Bengals, 27 to 19. Since he falls to one and 12, uh, you did have though the Steelers won, the Titans won, like it really just put you're pretty much in the same spot you still got to win out and hope for a lot of help and who knows if it's coming but Matt let's get to the the drama before the game after the game Odell Beckham Jr. another outing with just two catches came out though he's been battling sports hernia slash groin injury all year long isn't right Jake Glazer reporting that Odell Beckham has said he wants out when he talked to reporters he didn't deny it um, what do you make of all this? Like, is he, does he want out? Does he need to go already? And, and then Baker too, calling out the training staff. He, he, he apologized on Twitter after, but throwing the training staff under the bus, it just goes to more undisciplined running wild that the head coach does not have control of this locker room. This would not happen under a seasoned head coach. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing 
sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. I, I, I agree with you to a point, but I think Baker's always going to be Baker. And if he has something to say, you're going to hear it. Uh, with regard to Odell, I, I really think it's about winning for him. And he's frustrated and he doesn't see the Browns' ability to get over the hump. I don't know if it's just a Freddie Kitchens thing or if it's an offensive line thing and he sees that they're not very good up front or if it's a variety of other reasons, but I think it comes back to him being frustrated, and this was his way of venting, was telling other teams, and we've played some pretty good ones in the Rams, the Ravens, the uh, although I don't think the Ravens are getting them anytime soon, uh, the Rams, uh, the Patriots. I mean, we've had some good teams come in here or to go on the road and play, and it, it would be no surprise to me that he – would tell those guys to, hey, come get me. We all know he wants to play with Tom Brady. He said it. We all know that the Patriots had to be on that short list. He talked to Belichick. He talked to Brady. He let it be known beforehand that he always wanted to play with Brady. And you and I expressed our concerns about that, both publicly and privately, that this is not the best look for your star player to be idolizing your opponent. I mean, let's just put it out there. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And it's a problem. And if he's going to continue down this path that he's telling opponents, yeah, you know, I want on out. Then get out. Then, then it might be time to move on. And I, I don't think the Browns would be willing to opt out of his contract. Uh, I think it would be, They'd be more looking for a dance partner for a trade, but oh, you have to do that. You what kind of value? What what kind of value does he have? You know, most of a lot of his money was it was more of a front end loaded contract, mm-hmm. so it's was, it was a little bit more team friendly over the last couple of years. But everybody in the NFL now knows that he wants out. Yeah, see, so you, you, you have no leverage. Can't be through the roof. Yeah, you, you'd be lucky if you recoup one first. And that's and why Matt. It might just be a straight first. Well, for Odell, I you, might do that. You may get a late round kicker, but it, it, I I wouldn't imagine that if a team's given up multiple draft picks for him, that it would be anything higher than an early two, unless the Browns can talk him into a one and just take a one and, and move on. A straight up one. I I might do that. The other way I could see this playing out, Matt, is. After this season, you know, Dorsey go and say, look, this year did not go as planned. You've been hurt. You weren't yourself. Um, we're going in a different coaching direction. We're going to get somebody in here who's season who's going to know how to use you. So come roll back. And I, I could see things settling that way. But if you come after this season, if it's like, nope, we're keeping it all the same, I don't see how Odell Beckham Jr. comes back. I don't. I, I don't see how you, you can bring him back under this offense um, the way it played, the way he has not succeeded, injury or not, and bring him back. So that's really, I think it's going to come down to what is done after the season when it comes to the coaching staff. Yeah, I would agree. I think 
there's a lot of decisions that have to be made. And if the Browns are going to stick with Freddie Kitchens, then they're going to have to part ways with some pretty high-profile talent. Yeah, Demarius Randall's one. Um, Odell probably. I think Demarius has burned the bridge regardless of who's the coach. Yeah. I, I don't see them bringing him back. Which sucks. I liked Odell's him. Odell's different. I liked him. Yeah, well, you liked him because he had the pick against Cincinnati yeah. and he handed the ball to Hugh Jackson. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. <laughs> that's why you liked yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. That, that's Come true. on now. Uh, that's true. And, and we got him for Deshaun Kaiser, so it's not like we gave anything up. So that was, you know, that, that trade's a win no matter what happens. That was that was just fine. Yeah, Deshaun's now on his third team, I believe. Oh. I think he's backing up there with the Raiders. Poor Deshaun. I feel for the guy. Good kid. Man, oh well. Yeah, that's the thing. He was a, he, I mean, he is a good kid, nice guy. Didn't really do anything that would cause any controversy. Not like the guy we have now. But, uh, also, didn't throw touchdowns or win. Not all his also, fault, of course. He had he had a lot of red zone issues. Oh. I believe he had twice as many interceptions as he had touchdowns for a while there. Yeah, actually, for his for his entire first season, he did. Um. But like you said, it wasn't all his fault. First of all, he had an absolute – I'm, I'm going to be nice and just say an overmatched coach <laughs> running the team. Wow. The show. That's as PC you as you can get. Drift, uh, that, they're, they're, I mean, that's about as nice as I can get it. Yeah. Uh, if, I go, if I go Matt unplugged, it's going to sound a lot different. Right, right. Oh, man. But, yeah, in any case, he's uh, gone. Um, what about David Njoku, Matt? Uh, one – catch and then had the other one taken away and then that was that was it like he didn't he didn't really do anything was that by design was he being punished for not holding on to the ball what do you think because he was on and then that was that was it and then you have ricky seals jones with the catch and that was all for the tight ends i have no idea why the browns continuously try i mean i know he's a physical specimen like athletic freak they got to figure out that position they got to draft they got to do something that he, it's not there. After three years, he still can't be a consistent playmaker. Yeah, like three years, dude is on eternity in the NFL, and they got to make a decision on him whether they're going to exercise his fifth year option. I would oh, I believe would. that Miles Garrett will get his exercise pretty easily if they don't negotiate an extension. But I don't know that Miles' agent wants to negotiate an extension given how this year played out. But yeah, it's it's terrible. As long as it's, Miles gets back yeah. into the league, <laughs> we gotta hope for that. I mean, first. I, it, it's so bad that you'd rather have guys that you got off the scrap heap, like Ricky Seals Jones and Stephen Carlson mm-hmm. and Farrell Brown, who were under the radar guys. You'd rather have them out there because they can make plays. Yeah, and most most importantly, all those guys are going to be in the right spots at the right times. Yeah, they're trying to. Very frustrating with David Njoku. So first game back after a while. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how he gets used in Arizona. What the if he's still punished? If he gets more looks and, and see how he comes back in game two. So that'll be interesting to follow. But um, it Matt, was crazy to me that he had almost as many targets in the first half as Odell Beckham Jr. Oof. That's the wild. absolute mismanagement of personnel is un. It just goes all the way down. There's there's no rhyme or reason sometimes to this offense. Uh, Matt, let's do the, let's do the game balls and get out of here. Uh, who gets your game ball for the Browns' 27-19 win on a victory Monday here on the Doghouse? I'm going to go Nick Chubb because 
once again, he's a true pro. He shows up. He does his job. He doesn't complain. And he has a positive impact on the team. I love it. Uh, he would get, yeah, my game ball for the year. He's been sensational. And if he wins the leading rushing, if he's the lead rusher at the end of the year, he's the the first Brown that would win that award since Leroy Kelly back in the late 60s. That's wild. So keep chugging, Chubb. Uh, I'm going to go with Denzel Ward, Matt. I just think first uh, career pick six after a really tough week last last week against Pittsburgh. I like that he, he did bounce back, and he looked much sharper. Uh, Greedy Williams continues to be a little little hot and cold as a rookie, so we'll see what happens with him. But I, I like Denzel Ward in that pick six. I'll give him the, the game ball there. Cannot be mad about that. That was actually my second choice. Let's get some more, though, Denzel. Greedy, come on. Let's go. Let's get some more. Uh, we'll be back with a Friday episode. Remember, folks, it is in Arizona, so it's a 4.05 start. So it is a later start Sunday afternoon, so you get the whole day to do whatever and wring your hands and get ready for that. And uh, we'll be back with you Friday with another edition of The Doghouse to tee that one up. Brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. So good stuff, Matt. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on all your work on WKYC.com slash sports. And hopefully, hopefully no more Odell drama, please. Right? Like, come on. Come on. I think, Andy, I think at this point it's just going to get worse with time. You just kind of have to deal with it. Well, you know what? We'll at least enjoy for as long as we can the Victory Monday. We know they're precious, and uh, and we'll do that. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you Friday. Sounds good, Andy. You have a good rest of your day, buddy. All right. You too. There he is, Matt Fleur-Jancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse on SB Nation, Dogs by Nature. Victory Monday! Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.